Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's heating up. That's the country song, right? Remember when. Thank you. Chicka Bigelow. Yeah, yeah if I, when, whenever my open is concocted, throw that in there. He's on fire. Chicka Bigelow. Huskers Illustrated on The Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. Boom shakalaka! Nice. Let him cook. Was in the lab this morning. <laughs> Remember when Jacob Bigelow joins us every week on The Connor Happer Show. He joins us on the 42 Degrees of Source Hotline. Hello, Jacob. Hello. Uh, hell yeah, Josh. That was beautiful. Hell, it's a hell yeah for me. That's what hell Jacob yeah. says. No, that was that was wonderful. Well, I'm glad you called it at the time, and you were just like, yeah, we're going to throw that in the open whenever Josh gets the open made. Remember when? Nice. It's a good call by you. Perfect. No, um, yeah, it all worked out. Hey, so uh, Nebraska minus 275 to make the NCAA tournament with five games left in the regular season, whatever happens in the conference tournament. Um, what would be your comfort level in saying that Nebraska in, in putting your hard earned money and throwing it toward Nebraska minus 275, where you have to win, you have to bet $275 to win a hundred and all this, all these things have to happen in the final six or however many games there are left. How comfortable are you in that? That's a, that's a big number. Um, it I, is a big I, number. I'm scared I, of the I, number. Yes, I am scared as well, to be quite honest. I was, I was quite shocked when I was told, hey, go look at FanDuel. And I'm like, all right. And that was what was up there. And I'm like, oh, that is not what I thought it would be. But, um, you know, with, yeah, five, five, well, yeah, six counting Big Ten tournament, right? Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're on the right path. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's up to, it's really up to no one else but them, in my opinion, going forward. But I, I uh, would not throw money on minus 275 just out of principle with the number being that I, I totally agree. I wouldn't bet on really anything minus 275 unless it was Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl, which was almost, almost close to that. Um, and that ended up hitting. So that was that was that felt like more of a lock than Nebraska making the tournament with five games left. I, I'd agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. No, anything, anything Nebraska basketball uh, this time of year, having a number that big is uh, just doesn't, uh, doesn't quite compute. Right. Hey, so we get, we got an email from, uh, so I was making the case and I, I think you were listening before um, talking about the non-con strength of schedule and people, you know, if, if Nebraska were on the bubble on selection Sunday, that would be one of the, te- one of the things that they would pick at. Um, Zach emailed us. He says, now if, if Nebraska doesn't make the NCAA tournament, it would be, um, it would be due to not taking care of business throughout their conference schedule and not managing to win a single conference road game. And my response to the, to Zach would be, well, it would be all of those things. I think, um, wh- like if there, there are plenty of holes in Nebraska's resume and they have an opportunity over the next couple weeks here to just make them kind of obsolete. That would be my advice to them. But if you're picking at Nebraska 
what is the thing that you're picking at if you're on the if you're on the committee right now? Well, right now, it's definitely the conference road game thing. I think that is front and center. Uh, no team, no. Uh, I mean, the yeah, the press. I mean, the as most recent as last year, Maryland was in. I think they were in the eight nine in an eight nine game last year, and they had won. Um, I don't think any Big Ten team has made it with zero Big Ten road wins. I think that's at the the top of the list, and you know they've got three. Uh, three great opportunities to uh, get that monkey off their back uh, these last couple weeks, and uh, you know, then the you know the home games they've got left. You know, are the next. I mean, the two of them are against teams that are on the upswing. You know, funny enough, you know their their home games and road games are kind of inverse of each other. And yeah. Rutgers is playing really well. Minnesota is trending trending upwards. I know they just lost uh, the other night to Rutgers um, at the barn, but. Um, or did Minnesota win? I forget. I, I was watching a little bit of that game. I forget who. Uh, Minnesota game. beat Rutgers. Minnesota beat Rutgers. Minnesota beat Rutgers. Yes. yes. And Rutgers had been trending up, and people were starting to wish cast them playing their way onto the bubble. Um, and I know, and I know, Rutgers follows up. I think they go to Mackey on Thursday. Um, <laughs> so I think that's they go from the barn to Mackey uh, when people were starting to wish cast Rutgers but you know those two games are really important uh, to you know hold serve at home but I mean if you get one on the road that makes you know that makes one of them you know it gives you a little bit of a little bit of a cushion to maybe you know you know the the world isn't ending if you drop one at home if you can take care of the road game thing yeah I I I agree with you and you know what the the road game thing I don't know. Like the road game thing does it, it's almost like the conversation where we I was having with Jack um you know a couple of weeks ago like one road win versus zero road wins. Obviously you'd like to have it. Does it make your resume completely solidified if you don't have No, like it's I view it as more of a I I guess I would view it as more of a trend than a reason to keep them out of the of the tournament like completely just because they have that hole in their, in their card. That's just me though. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the, I'm in the, I'm in the middle on the, on the, like the resume, the, the resume is the resume. If now they, they want to beat Indiana on the road because it would, it would give them another win. Um, and it would add to their resume, but like the difference between zero and what they, they're still going to be a team that struggles on the road. If you want to pick at them for being able to, for struggling on the road, they're still going to struggle on the road. Yeah. And even if they only get one, I mean, it's the difference between being 0 and 10 and being one and nine. Yeah. When you're looking exactly. at the, <laughs> at, the she, at the sheets or looking at the, you know, the resume from top to bottom, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, I mean, yeah, this time of year, a lot of things are getting overblown, but I mean, the, the, Kind of the storyline, you know, with Nebraska, you know, outside of the, the local sphere is they dominate at home, but they can't do anything on the road. So, I mean, you just kind of want to check that box yeah. maybe more than once just to get that narrative, you know, squashed. I agree with that. Mentally, more than anything, it'd be nice to just see one go in, I guess, as they as they say. Um, let's go back. So, they, they had a week off prior to the Penn State game, and we, we saw that um, lovely, lovely basketball game on on Saturday afternoon. Um, how about the Jamarcus Lawrence Assance? This has been a great sight for Nebraska basketball over the last uh, couple games here. 
yeah, I mean, he looks completely, he looks like a different player uh, coming off the bench. I'll give him all the credit in the world for embracing that role. And he, you know, we heard from him after the game and he was, you know, it said it gives him a different perspective, different way to, you know, see the game, you know, coming in off the bench. You can, you know, and he said all the right things and he has looked completely different. He's still playing with pace, but not as like frantic or chaotic. I mean, he's really fast with the ball, you know, to begin with. But, you know, if he can, you know, he's never going to be the, the top of the score sheet. He's never going to you know, set. I don't think he's ever going to, you know, set the set a game on fire scoring. But, you know, him being, you know, more than more than serviceable, you know, looking like a completely different player, and you know, getting some points in the process too. I mean, it's it's very welcome sight for Nebraska because. You know, he's, he can't be if – he, if he's a push or a net positive, that's a lot better than what he's looked like at some points throughout the season. Um, and then you had – you also in that game, you had maybe one of my favorite moments of the season, which is Casey Tominaga hitting the baseline floater and then doing the too little to the guy who was not even in his in his vicinity. What a what a roller coaster ride this has been this year. The Casey Tominaga train just keeps on keeps on rolling, and who knows who it will run over next. Yeah, no, it's a million dollar question. He really likes playing Penn State. That was who he had his uh, then career high thirty point game against last year, and then he had another uh, big one this past weekend. So I don't know. He must really like uh, playing Penn State. <laughs> Why is he uh, picking on Penn State? What's going I on? I don't know. I have no idea. And you know, ironically enough, the one guy on their roster who probably would have made sense for him to do the too little to was not with the team over the weekend and then was dismissed yesterday. Yeah. So that would be the one guy on the team that, you know, maybe the too little would make sense. But yeah, Casey, Casey loves him playing, loves playing Penn State at PBA. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, all right. Official prediction for the final. And, and we're just going to ask you like each game as we go, but final five games at Indiana, home against Minnesota at Ohio state, home against Rutgers at Michigan. You don't have to pick each one of them individually, but are they five and zero? Are they four and one? Are they three and two? If they're if they're any less than that, it gets really really hairy going into Minneapolis. What do you think? Right now, right now, I think they're three and two. Um, just looking at it, um, I think that I think these next two are. I think I think they can. I think they definitely can win these next two, and then you know, and then I think Michigan at the end of the year. I think if you you go into Ann Arbor and you lay an egg on the last day of the year, they have a week off leading into that game too. Um, that would be that would be quite the dud delay uh, going into the Big Ten tournament if they were to lose that Michigan game, and I know it's on the road, but I mean that that game's going to feel like a wake service. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say right now it's right now it's three and two uh, because the two games after Minnesota, funny enough, are the two games that you know make my eyebrows go they'll raise a little bit. So what do you what do you make of Ohio State right now who had struggled all season and um well I guess in, in since conference play started. Fired Chris Holtman, got the old interim coach bump, which we we were on the lookout for over the weekend, um and took down Purdue. What what happens with them now? Like I am not under the impression that there's going to be this Ohio State run over the last five, are you? I'm not just looking at their schedule. I mean, they think their next two are Minnesota and Michigan State. Michigan State's definitely, you know, starting to ascend toward, you know, peaking at the right time as the calendar inches toward the end of February. And I won't say what, you know, they'll call the next month, but um, they, 
Um, I, you know, I, I anticipated, you know, the interim coach bump. Just I didn't expect them to win that game. But, I mean, they did what they had to do. And, you know, to frustrate Purdue, they forced a ton of turnovers. And that's the, that's the common thread between, you know, all of Purdue's three losses. I think it's 14 turnovers, 14 turnovers, and uh, 17 or 18 um, on Sunday. Um, that's kind of the common thread between their three losses, but they did what they needed to do. And, you know, in some aspects, they looked like a completely different team, uh, the pace, the space, and, you know, the, how, you know, they were kind of playing with their hair on fire, but, and, you know, like Painter said after the game, it's still the same personnel. So um, it's kind of a weird in between. I'm not expecting them to go on a heater by any means, but then again, they, they might be well, capable. They th- yeah. yeah. They won three games in the big 10 tournament last year with Holtman. And they were, you know, they went on, they found a way to pull that one out of where the sun don't shine, so who knows? But uh, at this rate, I'm, I'm not expecting it. Purdue is the uh, most polarizing team in college basketball yet again for the one millionth straight year. Um, where do we land on them as as we're getting to the time that Matt Painter likes the least? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's tough to say it right now, but, I mean, it's going to come down to the tournament, really. It has and to. They, it every, definitely has to. Every game, every game they lose, it just comes down to, oh, they're going to lose to they're going to lose to a 16 seed again. <laughs> Look at it. They lost to they lost to these teams. But, I mean, it's just going to come down to their draw and where they end up. I, I was very surprised that they were the you know, number one overall seed. I mean, I don't uh, – I don't think anyone who uh, knows ball would say that uh, nice. they are the overall number one seed over a uh, team playing downtown tonight, in yeah. my opinion. But um, they are, you know, they are like I, would, I agree. They are incredibly polarizing. They have a they have a stereotype and a stigma that they are going to have to put to rest somehow and in the tournament because it's you know they. Um, they they're on a not great. It's not just the loss of the 16 seed. It's the years before that too, when they had some, had some talented teams. It's forever. Lost, like, they they've never had yeah, tournament success. Forever. It's yeah, it's Purdue always. No, they've never made a Final Four. They have the most Big Ten championships in the history of the league in basketball, and they've never made a Final Four. And you know, it, you know, they've got a. If they're not if they're not playing in Phoenix, I mean, I'm sure people will be having some speaks. Oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> There'll be a lot of people with a lot of things to say about him. Uh, Jacob, as always, we appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, Hap. Uh, appreciate it. Jacob Bigelow, Huskers Illustrated, and the Stretch Big Pod. Yeah, it's we're we're getting close. So, Josh, you got to get your get your ducks in a row on the polarizing teams. Okay. What do you think about Purdue? What wow. do you think about Nebraska? What do you think about uh, Arizona? Not um, okay. What, so you're just going through one. What, Purdue, where are you at? Uh, I'm tending to think like you are. Where they're? I'm gonna, zagging. They're going to go on a. They're going to go on a little bit of a run. I'm zagging the American public on that one. I will fully admit. Like I, I like them. They've checked a lot of boxes for me. I think their guard play, like and what they do on the three point line, has been just. It, it, it's been different for them this year. And then Edie's still Edie. Right. I don't, I'm but everybody loves to freak out when they do anything wrong and they have to, and Jacob's right. They do have to overcome that, mm-hmm. but the matchups are going to be favorable. I mean, they're going to play, they're going to play a, a 16 or a, you know, they'll be a one seed. Yeah. They're going to play a 16 in the first game again. They'll be fine. Like they'll get, they're going to win. And then they're going to play like a top 25 team who they should be able to, like they, they, 
they'll be in the second weekend for sure. But they got to go beyond that, and that's the problem right. for them. So I'm am I hitching my wagon to them going to the national championship game or to the final four when I don't know if I'm confident enough in in them to win what'll end up being three straight top twenty five games just to get to the final four like mm, that that one's kind of tricky for me i don't know if they're gonna like win the national championship but their three losses are against teams that aren't ranked yeah Belie- uh, just believe and- me when i tell you that they're good yeah but virginia had to good do this teams too. lose in the second round yeah <laughs> virginia had to do this too well of course you lost you only score 45 points a game yeah. how could you win tournament games if you only s- score 40 points yeah and then they found a way but they're fighting against their whole history. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to look at Purdue basketball year by year and the lack of success, the lack of tournament success that they've had all the time for a historically great program with historically great coaches. And they just haven't had it. Hasn't been there. So they got to get over that hump too. All right, we'll be back. Uh, coming up next, we still haven't played the audio of, uh, we'll, we'll actually debut a new game coming up next, Josh. Oh, wow. I love a game. Was this... A giant brawl or a free throw in a 27-point game. Catchy title. I know. And there's going to be lots of examples of it. This is just the first. (laughs) Next on 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.